Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is February 20th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph. And our special guest, Catherine, oh, gee, Catherine, what's your last name? <laughs> I just blanked out on it. Um, Catherine, Catherine, Tacon. How do you pronounce it? Taken. Taken. Okay, taken. Okay, <laughs> interesting. All right. Welcome to the show, Catherine. We're so excited to have you here. Um, uh, Derek, you, you want to say hello to the audience there, out there? and Yeah, morning everybody. This should be an exciting show. Uh, we're going to get into all, all kinds of things, Shungai and Shungai bees, so I'm, I'm thrilled to have Catherine here. And Mark. Mark is the guy that finds these people for us. <laughs> yeah, hey everybody. Thanks for making it, Catherine. Looking forward to, to, to um, the show here. Awesome. And Catherine, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Mark, do you want to, why don't you explain how you guys connected? Because when I talked to uh, Catherine uh, a couple few days ago, she said that when she first got into Shungite and started to get involved with the bees, she tried to get a hold of Derek. But at the time she was doing it, I mean, there was also, Derek never got the message, basically. But then again, I believe that timing is all there. And what I loved about it is she said that she just relaxed about it and said, they will call me when, when it's time. And then you showed up. So why don't you just explain how you guys, how you found Catherine and how you got together? Yeah, so in searching for content for the show, uh, I, I go to Twitter and then look up latest and then type in Shungite. And then I saw an interview back in um, <clears throat> January 29 by Jamie Vida. And um, I think that's the name of his, his uh, <clears throat> YouTube also under on Shungite Bees. And then it was a short, really good interview. And then that's how I found Catherine. And it was, it was a really good, um, you know, topic and what they were talking about, especially since it's from another country. And uh, from there, I found her site, which is, let me see, angelofwellness.co.uk. And um, like what I saw, and then from there, I sent her a message, and then, yeah, uh, here we are. So, Catherine, I don't know, or, or Nancy, I don't know if um, that's a sufficient enough introduction, but, um, yeah, Catherine, I don't know if you can tell us about your site and then how that interview went. At the time yeah Jamie contacted me um, he's a friend also here on the island of Mallorca he does some fantastic work he uh, used to have a huge retreat in uh, Australia 
And he contacted me. He was looking for content because he had started to do um, some podcasts and he wanted um, different topics that were going on on the island. And he contacted me and said, would I be interested? And the first one I did was straight on Shungite. We just talked about all parts of Shungite. And the next one we did was all about Shungite bees. And it was just so much fun. And um, that's where that's how you found me, which is um, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm honoured to be here today. Yeah, great. Tell us tell, tell us about your your site that you have here. It's it's um, pretty illustrative, and um, yeah, let us know. Um, uh, let me okay. See. Yeah, about um, why people Angel should visit it and um, more like a description about it. Okay, so Angel of Wellness um, was formed about five years ago with my sister Nicola. So she is a kinesiologist, a functional kinesiologist, and I am a massage therapist. And we decided to go together to have an umbrella business that um, incorporated all of our interests. So over time it developed, we started off um, making Reiki blessed jewelry, which are in the shape of an angel. And that came about from the story um, when my mother passed away, her best friend gave me an angel necklace and I never um, took it off. And so many people commented on how beautiful it was that I decided to contact the, uh, try and contact um, the person who produced it, made it in Ireland. I eventually found her, got permission and she said we could reproduce it. So we then reproduced them in gold, in silver, solid gold, silver and rose gold. And um, we have them Reiki blessed. We do it ourselves. And we also have some other friends that, that will bless all, all of the angels. And we started selling them and they started going around the world to people who are in need of support, love, hope um, and protection. And then over the time, it really leads into how the Shungite came about. Um, I then got introduced to Shungite and then it was quite apparent that I needed to have a platform to sell Shungite. So the angels then incorporated the Shungite and then it incorporated other wellness items. We've got beautiful Zafia chimes. Um, we sell essential oils because we both work with essential oils in our practices. Um, and with our family, we give workshops and talks about uh, essential oils too. And it evolved. And so Angel of Hope, which is the name of the angels, turned into Angel of Wellness because we needed something more generic. And then between me and my sister, we manage the website. We do all the design. We try to keep it up to date. Um, and this is where we are today. And then the B project came about and then we've added that to the website and it's very much in its infancy um but as we as you know with keeping up websites and everything it's just a continual um you know revisit and and an update but thank you for your comments about our website that's very sweet yeah of course thank you um how did you first find about out about shungai and of uh shungai beekeeping even like nancy's work okay well First of all, I think the easiest is to go back to how I found out about Shungite. Um, that happened to me in COVID. So during COVID, um, my husband had gone to visit his mum and his sister down in South Africa, and his flight was the first flight cancelled back. So I didn't see him again for another four months. Um, and even then, we had to get him a repatriation flight out. Um, I was a massage therapist, so my work I was unable to do, um, and we were at home, and Izzy, my daughter, I was homeschooling with her, and I had some more time on my hands, and I started to 
do a little bit of a dig, a dig around at things I was interested in. And I've always been hugely interested in energy, vibration, frequency, all the invisible stuff. You know, why is a hug so amazing? All this kind of thing. Um, and then I was sent um, a, a documentary or so, uh, a telegram, uh, in, uh, some information on telegram. And it was called The Fall of the Cabal. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's still pretty much in circulation now. Okay, so I watched that and I suddenly realized I had a huge, like, real shock awakening. That was like everything that I thought I knew, I didn't know. Every, my whole world was rocked on that day and it made me question absolutely everything. And one of the reasons I uh, got into Shungai is because I started looking at 5G. And I was really interested to see, hang on a second, this doesn't seem like just an upgrade from 4G. And this seems to have a lot of health issues. And so I was like, okay, so we've got all these problems that people are reporting about the power of the 5G. And, it's, and people are talking about headaches, nausea, uh, brain fog, etc. And I was like, well, there's got to be a solution because I'm a real solutions-based person. So, that, okay, well, I'm going to do some research now to find out what are the solutions. And that's when I stumbled across Shungite. I also stumbled across Omnia, which is a friend of mine, Tim. He does uh, stickers for mobile phones, but we can come on to that later, using Deca Energy. And then I found Shungite, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This could be just what I'm looking for. Anyway, I think about it, and I think, well, I'm going to buy some. And I talked to a couple of my friends and they were like, yeah, I'd like some as well. So I went to bed that evening and I'm buzzing, you know, I'm really, really going, oh, my God, this sounds like so interesting, so interesting. I want to find out more. And in the middle of the night, I get woken up by spirit. And all I can say, it wasn't like one. It was a number. And the message was so clear, literally sat up, bolt right, up, up upright. And they said, we are going to give you the gift of Shungite. And if you don't want it, we're going to give it to somebody else. And I woke up the next morning. I found a company. It was actually a company in Italy. And I started to buy a little bit of a Shungite. And bearing in mind, I had no income coming in, nothing at all. I bought some for me, some for my friends. And the little bit of profit, I bought a little bit more. And then they were like, can you tell us a little bit more about Shungite? And then I started to research. And then it has completely changed my life. It changed my health. It changed my my business, it, it's just changed absolutely everything and everybody else I meet um, with it. That's great. Thank you. Um, what were the first changes you noticed that, that were, um, uh, I was going to say profound, but like noteworthy or that, that stood out? I think for me, my number one was actually my regulation of my um, mood swings like i'm a, a a gemini i've got high i used to have very high high low lows so it was either drama or not or drama or not and i realized that over time it seemed to smooth things out and i just felt i felt empowered i felt strong i felt protected i just felt like i'd got that real sense of grounding i slept so well i still sleep incredibly well all the time. I mean, I never have a problem with sleep unless I've been speaking to Nancy. And then I was so wired and excited that I didn't actually sleep till five o'clock in the morning. I think we finished up talking at about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It, 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 uh, <clears throat> um, let, me, let me think. Um, 
I was going to ask if you use Shungite in, in any of your therapies, but um, like for me, when I sleep, I have um, Shungite under my pillow. Um, yeah, tell us some, some ways you use Shungite uh, in, okay. in everyday life. Yeah, in my practice, I use it every single time I massage a client. So I put two, we call them the gratitude pebbles. I think, you know, the little round pebbles that you have? Um, We call them gratitude pebbles. And that was after an inspiration from the book, The Secret, where the guy uh, has a a, a pebble in his pocket. And every time he touches the pebble, he thinks of something that he's grateful for. Well, we adopted that and incorporated that with our Shungite pebbles, So when they uh, lay down, they normally lay face down first. And I place the Shungite um, gratitude pebble in the palm of each of their hands. And by the time I take that off, when I turn them over, those Shungite pebbles are normally boiling hot. And I know it's helping with the energy balance during my work. And then when I turn them over, I have pyramids that I lay on their chest and on their stomach. And sometimes I'll lay them underneath the the bed as well. Um, But I do feel that sense of peace and it just harmonizes things for them so that's how I use it in my practice um with other people um we tend to I tend to meditate with a with a sphere that's one of my favorites I love the shape and I love just sitting in peace with that so that's another way I use them around the home they're used everywhere everyone has wears shungai my daughter has a necklace that I've made her I have bracelets on um, at one point I had all the shungai in my bedroom I used to have about 400 pieces of shungai in my bedroom I now have a separate space for that um, but it's it's in front of our computers it's in the fridge it's in front of the wi-fi router it's in every bedroom yeah they're everywhere I think once you've been um, introduced to Shungite, that it, it sort of somehow becomes part of the family. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, uh, same with me. It, it's uh, anything I do, any, wherever I go, it's always on something, um, even in, in, in transportation. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned about the bees and how that then came about. Yeah, so usually a lot of people just, when, when they get the standard you know, pyramid, sphere, uh, um, little rocks, that they, they just stop. But what made you look further and then find out about the bees and then Derek? And, yeah, so let's go with that. Okay, so I lived in Estepona on the mainland in Spain and was pretty self-sufficient. So I had three levels of vegetables and fruits in the garden. I had um, over, I don't know, five or six chickens. Um, and I lived a very simple life in, in, in that sense and absolutely loved being, being in nature. And one of the things that was missing was bees. And I've always wanted to have bees for so many years. And I just like, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the time. I don't have the experience. So when I came to Mallorca, I obviously people began to realize, and I really pushed myself out there in Mallorca to, to spread the word about Shungite because I started new. I had to start my business again, and I gave lots of talks about Shungite. Well, friends that did already know me on the island because I spent, I have spent many, many times here on the island when I was um, a chef on super yachts, um, and we still had friends here. They were like, oh, my goodness, you need to meet this lady called Kimberly Kim, Kim Steeb. And I'm like, okay, and I and I was like, I'd love to meet her. She's really into her shungite. She's into crystals, and she's got bees. 
And I was like, okay, this is a lady I really need to meet. Anyway, one thing led to another. I didn't really meet her for a while. And then more and more people must have said to her and then to me, you two need to meet each other. And then one day we met. I didn't even get into the house. We sat outside and talked for over two hours about everything to do with Shungite. It was her introductory stone. And she had had Shungite bees for four years. And she had been working with these beekeepers called Abeliflor. And they were already adapted, they had already adapted her beehive to have shungite, a little tray in the front. And so when I spoke with her, she said, well, why don't you ask Abeliflor if they'll do the same and you can get some bees in? Well, it took a while for me to settle in at home and get things straight, get to a point where I'm now just about to grow my vegetables for this year. I've got seven chickens again. So everything has taken its time to get to a point where I could have bees. And then four months ago, a belly floor brought my first four beehives. And that's when the energy changed at home. I mean, the energy is incredible up here because we live in the mountains. But when the bees arrived, I felt this immense lift and the joy was beyond, you know, measurable. And then uh, we started to put in, so we had four beehives. The first beehive has nothing. The second beehive is painted in shungite, and that's it, just painted in shungite. The next has shungite and nuggets, uh, painted in shungite and has nuggets. And the last one is painted in shungite, has nuggets and powder. So this was going to be our, this is our test. But as yet, I haven't had my first harvest. So we're waiting to see what the honey's like um, from from our bees. Awesome. That's great. Um... Now uh, let me just interrupt on the honey. You've got some friend though that has it and put and sent it in for to be uh, looked at. Yeah, what, what to that? be tested. Yes, right. we did. So Kimberly, who has um, a beautiful space called um, Starseed Space in the middle of the island, um, she has a good friend who's um, a doctor, Doctor Stefan Becker. Now he uh, works with quantum medicine and he works with the the World Council for Health. And he has a Tesla quantum healing machine called an Oberon. And this machine measures the quantum radiation field of anything, the scalar waves. And what he did is he did a double-blind experiment using his machine um, on himself, so a healthy, non-vaccinated human. And he decided to do these tests. And what I've seen, I've seen the test results, and I now fully understand what the graphs show, and I'm more than happy to send them for you to, to have a look at. But what it shows is that the shungite honey mimics the natural body's radiation field, which makes it completely biocompatible, and it has healing properties. And that was one of the tests that we were really looking for to see how compatible it was. And the one that didn't have the control it actually was blocking the natural healing energies of the body. It was fascinating to see the difference. Um, and what he's done is he's actually said to me, we spoke yesterday in, at great length, um, he said to me, when I get the sample in from my honey, um, please bring it in myself in person. He has a, an office here in Palma um, in the city, and he said, please come and we'll test it on you. So, again, that'll be super interesting. And then what he wants to do is he wants to do it and test the honey out on other patients, other people, you know, vaccinated people, unvaccinated people, et cetera, to see how it has an impact. 
but it's it's very very exciting it's the real start of of getting some proper testing done yeah that's that's really exciting um are you able to share like before before and after images or data with with um, what's going on there or is it kind of uh, proprietary or in in the work still for you, for you guys well, it's very early days um, in terms of really being able to say we've done enough testing. Um, this was a, a gift that he did for um, his friend Kimberly. Um, so at this stage, I mean, I can certainly show you the graphs. That's no problem at all. You can see those. Um, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, it might be nice to wait until we get the another, you know, another set of results. I think it's difficult to say, you know, just based on one um, at this stage. But we're going to do it with three people and we're going to just keep on going with the research. Because I think with all of this, you know, we talk, you you and I, we all talk about Shungite and we know its properties and everything. And we've got the science in terms of the three professors that won the Nobel Prize for chemistry. We understand all of that. But until people really see it for proof in, 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 in some kind kind of tangible way i think it people are easy to sort of say well actually i don't really think i don't really understand how that works you know so by doing the testing um it's a really good way of confirming you know two people that are skeptical and i totally understand skepticism i have no problem with that especially these days it's always good to ask the questions um but the more testing we can do the better i think as we move forward yeah, I don't know if you have access to the Facebook Shungite Reality Group, but that's also a good place where um, to post some of those things or just send it to us. Because um, okay. that, that group has uh, um, see aura images of before and after, and then and then there's a curly in photography and video I, I've posted there, so people can just type in those words and it should come up. But yeah, that that's really exciting. Um, yeah, we're also working um, and speaking with the Beyond Institute um, in Slovenia, um, and that's super interesting too because what they do is they can do different sorts of testing. They can also t test the protective influence on human organisms against radiation emitted by mobile phones and 5G because that's where it all started for me was the 5G link, um, the 5G te technology on a product or a device. So you can send in your Shungite um, item and say okay let's test this on on a person so they do that for you they also do the subtle field testing on on water um you know how that impacts on the water as we know with people like vader austin and all their magical work um so that's really exciting um so yeah there's there's loads of areas that we want to to, to go down um and that's all going to come when the, when the timing's right yeah i mean this is this is the kind of stuff I'm really into because I don't know what it is about so much like the West or Americans, but they just get get fixated on EMF meters and that's it. There's nothing else beyond that. Unless uh, someone's an energy worker, then that's a different story. I mean, the biohacking community is big here in terms of health and change transformation, but um, it, and it seems to be a hit and miss with, with um, Shanghai and EMF meters. Like sometimes it, it changes it and sometimes it doesn't. But we know, I mean, I don't know if you have Nancy's book or even Regina Martino's, but Martino's, yeah, but, um, yeah um, that it's, it's about the change of the spin. And um, exactly. It's about how it, attenua it attenuates. 
So the attenuation is the changing of the rotation of the spin. So it's very difficult with an EMF reader. I mean, yes, if you, you, if you put your hand in front, you know, it'll do a blocking to a certain point. If you do a shungite in front, it'll do greater because it seems to have uh, an ability to do that or block it. But like you say, the subtleties about it and how shungite works is not really on that level. So it's very difficult. You can see, like, for example, um, I have painted... My, my massage room in shungite paint oh that's something i forgot yeah so I, I painted that room in shungite paint and round you can see round the um plugs the plug sockets when i go over within the emf reader it goes to zero that's very nice and so but you can't guarantee that every time so it's it's difficult to prove that um in the community um so i tend not to go down that route i don't sort of walk around with my emf reader trying to prove a point to anyone um and that's that's not how i not that's not how i work i actually spend more time talking to those that are more interested in it than trying to convert those that aren't that's that's not for me to do yeah um in my that that's um, an, that, hold, hold one that's an important thing to understand if they're not interested in Shanghai, do not waste your time. The people Correct. that we're, we're after are the people that already have a connection to it. And let me ask you, because when I first started out with Shanghai, myself and the other people that were working with me, we noticed that if we showed somebody Shanghai and had it in our hands, just a nugget, right, maybe three, and that, that if they were one of us, they would grab it. You know, whereas other people wouldn't even think to reach out and touch it. But the ones that you knew, they just need the information. They grab it. So it, Yeah, it, totally. I say that Gaia brings us the people. I think you're right. And you should. And when we work with children, because we educate children here too, so we have various um, uh, workshops and crystal shungite workshops here. When we have the children and I talk to them about it, we all hold on. I've got a really big sphere that I take, and we all hold hands with that, and we put put our hands on the sphere. Um, that they all they all instinctively know what it does. They they all talk about the power of it. It's incredible to see. And most people feel a connection with the Shungite when they're introduced to it. Because I think there's something about the Shungite, the carbon within the Shungite that's in ourselves, that there's some kind of quantum atom recognition of it. So you feel very at home. It's, it's a very peaceful experience to, to, to have Shungite on, in, you know, on your, in your hand. That, <clears throat> that's a great point you make because... The Shungite by itself with the energy field, the huge energy field really, that is putting out, it would resonate with the carbon-based human. And if you're energy sensitive, if you're, if you're really understanding the concept of your spirit living in the body, you feel the changes in the body and you go, what's that all about? But the body is telling you. And I never thought in terms of resonance that the field is actually causing the that's carbon in your body never mind the water i mean we're 86 percent water but it all begins to resonate with the shungite field and you know one of the one of the things that i say and because I've, I've come to understand it is that in enterology the study of energy what makes things stay together is quantum entanglement but what makes things go is the resonance. 
the ability for one energy field to affect another energy field. So the, I, I thank you for that because I hadn't really thought about, well, I hadn't thought about that at all. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And also it's really interesting because kinesiology is all about how the body talks and the body tells you what it needs. So when you test the shungite with kinesiology, you can put a piece of shungite on somebody and see whether or not it's, it's, it's good for them. And 99.9% .9 time it is. Um, because everybody can benefit from Shungite. Okay, um, maybe we should ask Derek if he'd like to join the conversation. I just realized we were... We I'm, hadn't so good. I'm just listening. No, it's fascinating. Um, no, Catherine's uh, getting a lot of good info out there. And I love how she's you know, working with the bees and getting others involved, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us more about your, your bee project, What's what's happening there. Okay, so when when I moved here um, and started talking about bees, because we are magnetic as well, you know, we are little magnets walking around, um, all those that were interested in bees or in shungite started to come into my, you know, line of sight. And uh, we, with Kim as well, and uh, five other um, organizations here or um, interested parties, we decided to form the Shungite Bee Project in Majorca. And this is like literally hot off the press. It's only been, I think we met about three weeks ago. Um, and there are five places. So Osamayor, um, Casavald, Sestankers, Starseeds Farm and myself, we pull together. And what we want to do is we want to increase the awareness of Shungite around the island. We want to encourage more people to either invest in or own Shungite beehives um, and to be part of this unique product and be able to produce um, miel de Mallorca, which is like honey, the, the Spanish for honey, miel de Mallorca shungite. So shungite-based honey that we sell as a premium product here that we can put back into then getting more and more beehives. And with our belly floor, the beekeepers, they're looking after the bees on our behalf. Um, because honestly, I don't know much about bees at this stage, but I'm learning every day by sitting and observing our bees, which I do um, every single day. Um, I'll learn more and more and more and hopefully one day I'll become a beekeeper. Um, but we decided that what we were going to do is through talks so i give talks anywhere i'm giving a talk this thursday at a restaurant locally called santosha restaurant in palma um free event you just come along we talk we have a lunch we talk about shungite etc and then at um, other events that are going on at any of these venues i will come along um, and give a talk and this year we've got five lunches that are going to be put on at each of our venues and they all either do weddings they do um yoga retreats they're all places that are already sort of um garden to table they all grow their own vegetables they all have bees um and what we're going to do is put on um a shungite and crystal table laid um probably for about 20 24 people where the people that are interested in having bees or investing in the bees are invited to come along i'll give a talk about shungite and explain the project and bees and how exciting it all is and then we'll sit down to a lunch um, and we've got a lovely lady here called uta um, from my wild greens and she does foraging so i've been with her a number of times foraging 
and she's going to produce the salads for the table. And then we're going to produce honey-infused local food for our guests. They'll pay to come. That money will then go back into the Bee Project. And it'll be starting to really spread that love for the bees and the honey and the shungite around this island and with a dream that this becomes the island of shungite and honey. And that, for me, would be the absolute ultimate, that people actually come here because they've heard that this is an island of shungite. You can buy your shungite here. You can see the bees in in situ and, and really increase that education because everybody around the world could benefit from knowing just a little bit more about um, the healing benefits of shungite. And really, we don't want to keep just shungite in um, in Shunga in Karelia, Russia. If we could get as much shungite spread around the world, it would also help humanity because of its ability to purify water, its ability to attenuate and harmonize the electromagnetic frequencies. So just imagine if we could start this, you know, going on from what Derek's been doing, you know, it's such an, an inspiration to take, you know, I feel like I'm the next generation carrying on the, the, the relay baton, you know, and from you, Nancy, as well, and from Regina, you know, we, there are lots of us, you know, I, I honestly can tell you that the more people I'm meeting, even on this small island, they have an awareness of Shungite, they want to know more, they're hungry for the information. And I think, you know, the little rats of Shungite are spreading out all over the world. I think, you know, the hard work has been done by you lot bringing it to the awareness to the masses, which is your mission. And then the rest of us are beginning to pick up and, and help with the level of enthusiasm that we need to really get it out there. And I'm deeply appreciative of, you know, this because it confirms that, you know, the, the work, well, I don't call it work, it's mission-oriented, you know, it's not work, <clears throat> but the effort that we've put into it by Derek and myself, you know, is blossoming into this wonderful, and I, I suspect, you're, you know, you're one of many, they just haven't, we haven't found them yet. Yeah, I could definitely um, pass you on to a few other people that are as Shungite bonkers as myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shungite bonkers, I like that. <laughs> so you you want you initially when we were talking, you you wanted to talk to Derek because you wanted more information. You had questions about the bees, and you do you want to you ask him anything? He's here. Yeah, please, I'd love to. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, Derek, um, when observing the bees is that when we've got the powder, it feels a little overwhelming um, for the bees. Now, that's my observation uh, when you're chatting to the bees and things. So they coat themselves in, in the powder. They seem to get quite a lot of it. Sometimes even I've seen a bee come out kind of completely black and maybe it fell in some of the powder. We don't put tons. We put like 30 grams in front. Um, so enough for them to to get through um but it feels like the powder is quite strong compared to the nuggets so my inner feeling is that i'd prefer to just stick with the nuggets and allow them the choice of climbing over the nuggets to get into the hive and out again i don't know if you've had any feelings maybe it's to do with that blue cosmic orb that hit the area of shunga i don't know if that's had some impact in the powder but um some, something's just i'd love to hear what you think about that no sure yeah um i use the shungai powder and that's the thing when i first started using it all of a sudden they would start generating queens now of course it depends on your location the time of year 
but I don't leave Shungite powder out there all the time. It's really only maybe in the spring or if I'm doing a, a supersedure or a split of a hive to turn it into two beehives where you maybe want the numbers higher and, again, maybe you want some queen bees. That's the only time I would put the powder out um, unless there's an excessive, like, spraying. Let's say, and I, I did was in this position one time, lived near some farm fields where they were spraying not good stuff in the fields, of course. So then I would add the make the shungite powder available but you're absolutely right it's a um it's a lot for the bees because one little granule of that powder on the bees and it'll adhere to their little furry legs um from a a charge and then just get stuck there as well but either way that one little particle is enough for the bees it's kind of like them flying around with their own little pendant or a nugget in their pocket so a a, a container of powder is a lot so again i would really only do that when you're looking for propagation or there's an extreme maybe environment thing going on but the three nuggets are typically what i just leave at the entrance now and i started transitioning into the uh cosmic silver nuggets on some of the hives that i work with um to see the difference on that and what have you seen there's a difference on that that's really interesting yeah and it seems (laughs) all around the blend of silver and shungite be it on humans um in the in your environment like there's a nugget you hear me knocking right here my desk i'm holding of the cosmic shungite and the bees it's definitely um uh, uh, the best i can put is a healing frequency or energy it helps them heal themselves they get past stuff quicker regardless if we're talking about funguses or um weather related things with the beehives uh and i've just sent another pack of those out recently to another guest to try on their hives so i'm going to wait for that feedback um but that's relatively new, but definitely it's it's a beneficial thing as far as having so, the cosmic silver. So have you just wrapped some silver um, wire around the nuggets? Is that how you've done it? No, and I've actually recently on mysticalwares.com website, I've expanded some of the pages. Um, and on one of them, it's cosmic silver shungai. And I'm saying that so listeners later can hear that. And in there is where I really spell it all out. But in short, what I do is I'll take the shungite nuggets and i'll hand select them it's not just a random bucket of them because the size and they matter and i'll put them in yeah a hexagon shaped rock tumbler and i'm sure that shape isn't lost on you of course and then i'll (laughs) talk with it yeah with thousands and there's thousands now little pieces of silver little silver bars sometimes silver coins um believe it or not some lego pieces that are made out of pure silver i don't know why they did that but i use the various sizes because it, they all affect the Shungite nuggets in the tumbler differently, be it a, a piece of silver wire or the little silver bars that is probably 90% of it. Um, and all of that tumbles around the silver, and that's the only tumbling medium. So the only thing rolling around the Shungite in there, there's not other little polishers and sands and grits that some people may be familiar with. That's not happening. So it's literally just 99.9% pure silver rubbing on the outside surface of the Shungite for three days. And then when that's done, and the tr- silver does um, what's called migrate into the shungite as well. And we've got lots of um, videos and photos out there in different places. I'll start accumulating that on the website, but showing um, the transition of the silver onto the shungite. So not, I guess I wasn't so in short, but that is what we call a cosmic silver shungite is when it's been tumbled with silver. And we make a lot of our jewelry out of that and the beads. I'll even tumble them in there. Um, wow. So- yeah, so, yeah, and that's, and that's the stuff that the uh, 
I don't even know how many now, local, you know, different naturopath doctors, chiropractors, the energy aware, not just the, the ones with doctorates in the set, but the, any, anybody comes in and they go, they get led straight to, um, even if they don't know about it. So it's, and I know you're very familiar with that, that draw. Or yeah. It's really interesting because how close to that is like colloidal silver because that's so good for us. So, you know, is there some relation to that? You know, is, is colloidal silver made in a, in, a, in a way that, you know, is the silver infused in some liquid for the colloidal silver? How, just explain that to me just out of curiosity. Sure, yeah, I've made colloidal silver for, for, I don't know how many years now, and we actually sell it here, and I think online as well, um, and it, we make it out of shungite water, so yeah, it's a it's a release of silver particles that are suspended, or colloidal, in, in our case, again, shungite water, and that's good stuff for all sorts of things, it's been around for a long time, that's actually how Walt Silva came up with the whole, and that's a whole other podcast in itself, of the blend of silver and shungite, was making colloidal silver, adding shungite to it, seeing the response, and it went from there. So that's a that's a fascinating topic in itself. But yeah, oh, wow. yeah, and it's a little hard to do that because then you got to go through the process of silver colloidal. So basically, the way I found to get, and it's really expensive, of course, to buy those little silver bars and commit to something like that, throwing them in a rock tumbler. Um, but that is what gets that amount and, and just energy cohesiveness on the shungite um, and it's bringing it back to that hexagon-shaped tumbler. And I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I have two, well, one shungite magnet on each end of the tumbler because it lays down kind of at an angle, well, exactly how it would in a beehive, and then it tumbles in that state. So um, there's kind of, you know, a lot of time to the process. Yeah, exactly. So um, making um, shungite water colloidal silver is not an easy, necessarily an easy process because I was thinking I'd love to make that. But I don't know. Is that something we could talk about another time? Oh, no. You No, I'd actually recommend everybody to do it. I mean, there's lots of ways to make cordial silver. There's devices you can buy online that are around okay. the 50, $60 range. You put your silver bars in there. But, no, you can make. So, of course, you're going to want a, a, as close to a distilled water as you can get with just nothing in there. And then turn it into shungite water. And um, I don't know if you've been on Miss Gores or not, but we have shungite water beads, which yeah. is pure silver wire wrapped around cosmic silver beads and then put those in your water and then take them out and now you've got that cosmic silver shungite water to make your colloidal silver from oh i love it it's so interesting it's so interesting one one of the other questions i had for you was about let me let me sorry nancy yeah let me let me just point something out because i've i've done it too and it's very simple because you get these uh silver wires and they clamp into the top you put the top on a mason jar, and the negative and, and positive begin an action that takes the silver off of the wire and into the water. Okay, that's that's how um. you make it. And you can buy a distiller. It's probably $120, maybe more now. But you can buy a distiller, and they're always good to have around. So, And, and to buy colloidal silver on the market uh, is very, gets very expensive. So you, you, you save a lot of money using this, <clears throat> but you can't put the nuggets in the water of the colloidal silver. Otherwise, the, sh- the silver leaves the colloidal silver. The, colli- the, wa- <laughs> the, the silver actually migrates because that's what, what Walt found was when he put the nuggets in the colloidal silver, the colloidal silver, you know, it, it has a, like a yellowish look to it, uh, you know, depending on how powerful it is, how much uh, ionization is going on. 
and all of a sudden it was clear and he looked at the nuggets and the nuggets have a sheen that they didn't have before you know so don't put the nuggets in the in the actual colloidal silver otherwise it's just going to get zapped up by the shungite i just wanted to point that out sorry to interrupt Go okay ahead. no that's brilliant thank you for that tip it's good um yeah well, one of the other things i wanted to discuss was um the shungite elite so you i think you recommend not putting it in the water now we i do put my shungite elite in the water because i love a the taste of the water once it's done and also i don't mind the little bits if they chip off i've i've drunk, probably drunk a whole load of those but um I, we also have a little filter that you can put the elite in so that the any any bits that do come off don't you know you know don't end up drinking drinking that um is is there a particular reason why you really don't don't want uh, you know don't recommend putting the elite in the water um really for that reason you mentioned as far as the shards but then the, when i have used elites and i use it for different uses all the time um some outside it just so basically, if you put a, a regular piece of shungite in a cup of water, elite in another cup, if the percentages that elite is going to start turning, it's going to start rusting. You're going to start seeing that oxidization around. You're going to see that or the pyrite, um, the discoloration, and that's not all the time. You can't blanket statement everything, of course. Um, but you know, when I talk about, it, I have to call and kind of fall in on it, and then I also find that well, why do I need to do the elite when it's not a percentage thing? It's not like I have to have so many number of you know, carbon molecules in there or C60 molecules to do this out of the other. Um, because we're talking energy, it can be just one. And I realize that. So it's, it's just kind of, you know, the, the best route to take in my thoughts. But no, I don't think elite's harmful to the water. It's what can happen if it's not used right or if it bounces around in there. Because somebody walked into Mystical Warriors with a glass water bottle. Look, i got my shungite in here. And they're shaking around, showing me. I'm like, there's a piece of elite bouncing around in there. And not everyone's aware to watch for that or filter it or particles come off all the time. So it's just me being, you know, cautious, I guess. Okay, that's fine, because we do still sell our Shungai Elite for water purification. Um, uh, like well, okay, that. okay. And, um, let, let me interrupt you here again, okay? Yeah. Because there's something more about Elite that you probably should kind of understand. Um, the first thing is Elite can be faked okay so even though you're you're going out of your way to get it you know from the the you, you know it's it's real elite it can be faked you do not find the nuggets being faked there's no money in it but the elite yes okay so you have to be ultra careful about that yeah the other and the other thing is is elite is a different energy Okay, now I'm not saying that it doesn't do healing in the body and stuff, but from the standpoint of affordability, the nuggets are more attuned to the 3D physical body than is elite. So that's what you need if you're after a physical healing protection and that sort of thing. So basically, there is a problem with it in that it does do what Derek just said. The second thing is it's expensive and can be faked. I mean, I've had people say, I've got elite and I can smell petroleum. Well, you don't have elite, shungite. I don't know what you got in there, but it's probably coal. 
All right. So yeah, we have um, we have a little device. It's uh, an energy stick, and it's a conductor of electricity. So if you hold both ends of this ele- um, energy stick, it'll play music and it lights up. And then, so if you put your hands on both ends, then then the thing will light up. And I often give this uh, to the children, and we all stand around in a group, so maybe 20 of us, and we all hold um, hands, and then one person holds one end of the energy stick, and the other person holds the other end, and then it lights up, and I show them that we're electricity. And then it's a really good way of testing the shungite, so we then put the shungite in the way, and then if it's obviously legit, it'll, it'll light up this little gadget and I love that as a tester so for me that's my way of ensuring obviously you know you've got to make sure your suppliers are uh, legit um, the, the, the elite and what we're selling is does exactly what it says on the tin right I wasn't cautioning you as much as the listeners <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. No, it's all important, isn't it? But I wanted to sort of clarify that for our clients as well. Yes. You know, because people, people do and they say, oh, well, I'm getting mixed communication. I'm getting mixed messages about the Shungai or the Nuggets or the vice versa. Um, so this is a really nice way to clarify that from, you know, you guys as the experts, really. Well, you know, I'm glad you were that's a great device. Uh, well, one comment is... Um, even one of my, who I don't use any longer, not for Shungai, distributors, uh, I went there in person, I think it was, this one was in Wisconsin, I walked up, he showed me the table, Nancy, this brings us back to when I found that Colombian Rackerite, um, it was absolutely passed on, and he knew who I was, the Shungai, you know, he called me the Shungai guy or something, um, so he knew I knew my stuff on Shungai, and then he definitely added, and that's why I'm leaving his name out, or the whole business's name out, because it's not just theirs. <laughs> We're selling that the Colombian stuff off is a new Shungite find. So that told me that they're I'm not the only one he's talking this to and he's trying to sell. And it was cheaper than the Ely and he was excited about that. But it was being passed off to me even by these distributors as Shungai. And I bought a, some of it and then we did videos on it. Um, I hit it up with a blowtorch or not blowtorch, an oxygen torch and all kinds of results from that. Yeah. So I, and I'm always saying this for everybody out there. So anyone who gets Shungite. I know it's a it's a rough thing because how do you know? And yeah, your distributor may say, well, they're well, the distributors don't always know is the bigger picture that I'm finding out as well. So ultimately, when it gets to you, use your gut instincts, test it if you're into and there's no final test on anything other than your own instincts. But you know, do the flashlight test, the device you were talking about, which is a great idea. I've built similar ones that hook up to little um uh, uh, copters, little helicopters you can fly, and things like quadcopters. Um, so, so that makes it fun, and you can see, you know, lights. In your case, noise. But everybody should just test their own um, because it's, it's. Yeah, I don't. Nancy, did we test the Colombian for connectivity? You remember? I don't remember doing that. No, because I'm as soon as as soon as, as soon as as soon as you hit it with a torch, it started throwing off such big chunks of it that it cut you. I'm making a note now. I got some time today. I'm going to go out there for a couple of hours and break out that. And I don't even know if you're familiar with it or not, Catherine, but it's called um, Colombian Shungai. Um, it goes by different names, but it's an elite-looking, um, you know, knockoff basically that I that I picked up and is all over the place now on the internet. And by looking at it visually, you cannot tell the difference, no matter what. Oh. None whatsoever. Not it's 100. percent And there's a video if you look on again Nancy or Mark. Is it maybe Mr. Gore's? YouTube page where I show you the two pieces um, and I hit it with torch and that's again and who's going to do that at home you can't so mm-hmm. and, and they are selling it they're selling it by the truckloads 
Um, and I wish I had a better answer for everyone because it frustrates me because I think of myself, well, if I'm going to go buy some Shungite, I mean, you can't just say, well, the distributor anymore. Because literally, and these guys, I was one of the biggest buyers. They, they didn't want to mess around with me. And he wasn't doing anything intentional. But at the end of the day, that guy was passing off fake stuff as Shungite. And he was excited about it that there was new Shungite. Again, no malice. But then I'm in that situation going, oh, shoot, what do we do with this? And I educated him. And, but it didn't matter. It didn't yeah. come off the table. He sold it. So I know a thousand pounds of that table I saw went out there as elite Shungite. And then it got sold to somebody else. So I know it's, even for yeah. me, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. And um, luckily in our case, you know, I bought, I don't know how many years ago, that's another Nancy question, just brought in pallets of it that we're still working off of directly from the yep. line. But yeah, a lot of the stuff's now, because they won't sell to the U.S. or take our dollars um, in certain circles, I'll just put it that way. A lot of it's having to jump through the middlemen in China, and I've contacts there. Same thing. There's all kinds of knockoffs and stuff going on over there. Um, yeah, it's really, yeah. really interesting because that quality control thing is my absolute number one because I really want to ensure that our guests and our, you know, our clients know that we have tested every single piece and I literally test every single piece and I know that it's good. So I, I like, in my heart, I can literally hand on heart and go, yep, I know this is the real deal. Um, we're a bit luckier because I'm in Europe. So, you know, getting stuff through to Europe, it seem, I seem to be um, in, a, in a very blessed position. Um, we don't have quite so much going on getting it to, to Mallorca um, at the moment. So it's just harder getting stuff to the UK and, and things like that. But, hey, um, these are the joys we've got between, uh, you know, with our suppliers and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been very noticeable. I've been talking to one of our contacts um, in um, in well, near to the Shunga region, and they were saying that for a while you couldn't even get Elite out of the mine because it was flooded. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I was told about that. There's a couple of different mines that were flooded. Actually, I just uploaded a video on our website showing some of that, um, that actual mine you're talking about. The elite mm -hmm. one, because that comes in veins and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they shut some of them down, but there's people breaking into them there. Um, they've contacted me. Somebody's literally just, um, let's call them rock hounds, uh, going out there, doing their own thing, you know, crawling under the gates, getting in the abandoned mines and pulling stuff out and selling it online. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the other thing. The Russians are very clever, so they're also holding back supplies so they can drive up prices. And, you know, it's a very clever system. You know, the Russians are very, very clever. So, um, you know, I, d just dealing with, with, with the Russians and, and, the, and the whole thing is, um, you know, a challenge in itself. But it's great. I mean, it's just the product is, is so amazing that, um, you know, I don't even think about where the worrying about, you know, dealing with, that, with the Russia thing at all. I mean, that's just one of those things um but uh yeah shungite's just been such a blessed uh mineral um that i just keep going keep going because honestly in my heart i feel it's the right thing to do oh yeah oh yeah you led the shungite and i'll know but we're gonna go to break here in about five minutes and by the end of break everyone i'll already have the answer on whether the uh the columbia rackerite um is conductive or not i know i'll be able to get that done learning in about two minutes um oh, so that, that should be, yeah so that should be interesting um and that'll be good to know and then no we all stay on top of it you know and keep using legit shungite and share it i i just want to say one thing about the mine okay we've dealt with the people at the mine they are they are they are spiritual people <laughs> let me put it to you that way mm. you know um i don't want to get into the details of it but they've been very generous 
there, there. I just, I, I just want people to know that the people that live around this in Shunga Village and around and work the mine, you know, they're working in Shungai. They're very special. Yeah. So it's the ones that are the outsiders that are coming in. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I when, when I first started out, I have some Russian friends, and they kept saying to me, "It's dirt." What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> you know. Well, they don't say that anymore. But <laughs> I just wanted but to, I, point, I to honest, point that out. I I honestly believe that Shungite changes you. So if they work and live in around that area, exactly. as we know, we know that even from you know, uh, Peter the Great's time, you know, we know that those people who were drinking the water or lived in that land, they were fit, they were healthy, they were they were well and strong. And um, I think that says it all, you know, that's where the spas are. That's where that's where you can go to get some incredible healing because of the amount of health benefits there are, you know, for arthritis, for asthma, for, you know, the list goes on. We could we could be still sitting here talking about the, the health benefits for the body um, till tomorrow. Well, you know, when I first got involved with it, I said, well, if this stuff is as good as it's supposed to be, the people in the area must live longer. And I went and looked the statistics up, but they, no, it was the same, Karelia was the same as anybody else in Russia at that time. But they've just recently, uh, I think it's recent, I just heard about it, they have found that no, indeed, the people that live in and around the Shanghai live longer by mm -hmm. you know a decade or more so um yeah yep they don't think it's just dirt <laughs> they, well i don't know <laughs> you know and, and and i want i often wonder about the bees in that area you know i mean like is does Karelia have better growing and and you know i don't know well, maybe because they'll be full of antioxidants. So maybe everything that's produced from the bees that then spreads across everybody. If if every bee is, um, you know, a, a bee that's producing um, high levels of antioxidant honey, then bring it on. All the people must be must be benefiting from that too. Okay, antioxidant. I have a, I have a, a let's just theory. Okay, mm -hmm. because when they talk about antioxidants, I'm going like. What are they? You know, and they continually, they didn't tell you, well, it's this or that, you know. They kept telling you the effects of it. And I went to myself, well, there's no antioxidants in Shungite. What happens is that the energy field of Shungite acts like an antioxidant in the body. Does that make sense? Because it, it, it's it's it, it's electric charges, and you're changing the charges in the body. You know, an antioxidant yeah. has got a different a negative charge to to the biocompatibility of the. So if you reverse that thing, you know, just because of the field, then it looks like there's been an antioxidant effect. So they say well, there's yeah. an, antioxidants in, in the shungite, but I don't think so. I think it's the energy field is acting like an antioxidant. Uh, well, that so, would make sense. Yeah. Because it's like fighting off your the, the harmful free radicals. I guess that's exactly. kind of mimicking. Exactly. It's a mimicking the same sort of thing. Yeah, that would that would make sense. It might not be actual. That's one of the tests we're doing is to actually see what's in the honey. 
actually to find out what is going on and that's one of the things we will get to the bottom of and be able to find out and that's what we were looking for are there anti and so-called antioxidants molecules in there that are actually you know fighting off harmful free radicals are they actually in the honey or is it the energy of the shungite that's in it that makes it act like an antioxidant exactly oh thank you good well we're kind of at the top of the hour so let's just play craig stewart shungite we the people we'll be right back Welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. It is February 20th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condent and Mark Joseph and Catherine Takon. I said that right, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. Uh, okay. Um, Derek, did you do the experiment? Yeah, I'm doing it right now and I'm making a mess all over my desk. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because I'm using that. That yeah, actually, it's the exact piece in that video that we were talking about. We're hitting the torch because I just sat that thing on the garage. So I just went in and screwed the piece of Colombian uh, rackerite, we'll call it, off of there, and I'm testing that. And I'll tell you. So yeah, it's it's like extreme. When we were talking about brittle elite or noble shungai earlier, and that's a thing, but not like this stuff. This stuff is way more brittle. And I'll tell you, it's trying to conduct. So it's slightly, and I have a couple of pieces of Shungai here around me for my cosmic stuff. I mean, it all turns this, so I'm doing an easy flashlight test right now. Um, and it's coming on really bright and strong with the cosmic Shungai full brightness. And now let's try the Rackerite piece. Um, and it's, you can see it's trying to turn on the little LEDs. It's an LED flashlight. Um, but definitely you can tell it's not uh, elite or regular Shungai. And so it, there's enough carbon in there to where it's conducting some electricity, but definitely not to the level of, uh, again, the regular stuff. I'll probably go grab a piece of Elite, too, um, and see how that compares to the, because uh, I was trying the regular Shungai, and I'll grab one right outside my office here. Yeah, ch yeah, uh, yeah check the Elite with it. I've I'll never right now. Just talk for a minute. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never Nancy, actually. Yes. <laughs> the Colombian Shungai, have they created it? Have they just made it? Have they like literally created some material to, to make it behave like Shungai? Has it been done in a factory or have they found something that sort of mimics it a bit somewhere else in the world, in Colombia? It's a found one. And I'll tell you, okay, there we go. No comparison whatsoever. The elite, oh, wow. I really just stabbed myself with the piece of um, Colombian. The elite absolutely turned on uh, just as bright as a regular Shungai. So, okay. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So if you're and you're doing your test, you got an audio one or whatever. Um, how you're doing that? So um, that's what I would definitely do. Is is that Columbia is, is responding? I would say a tenth. So somebody can you know, give some kind of percentage to it. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. a tenth as much conductivity as regular. So the light kind of tries to go on, but with the elite it just shot on full speed. Okay. okay. Uh, so let me let me, let me let me just uh Derek you said that it's found that the, the that the Colombian is found. I'm not so sure because remember that website with a Shungai dealer said what is this stuff and he they told him it was from Colombia. So he did the search to find a mine in Colombia that was mining this and he couldn't. Do you remember that article? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know where that they said it was mined. I'm taking a photo of these. I'll throw up in chat here in just a moment. Um, yeah, I don't. I'll like, yeah, I'm just trying to be the distributor I talked to, and he said, yeah, they found another mine of it, and you know, a new uh, location. I'm like, ah, I don't know what you're talking. About. I didn't get into it all with him. I'm like, can't be Shungai no matter what. It's not from Shungai. Well, that's so that's the story they're passing on. But the question that uh, Catherine just mentioned, you know, well, we really don't know what they could have done to it. Because I know that in when I first started hearing about fake shungite, I'm going, how could you fake shungite? You know, and then I realized, oh, you can fake. I, I said, I wonder if it's that they're putting out coal for as you know elite. And I bought some coal, and honestly, by weight, by look, certain coal looks like elite shungite. Now the energy isn't there, of course, but um, so you can be you know, visually, that's not going to help you out. Um, so, but then I found out that they were taking 
uh, the Chinese, they were taking um, carbon and pressing it into molded things like bears and dogs and cats and stuff like this and calling it shungite. So maybe somebody's figured out some kind of a process that, I don't know. I My feeling is that if th there is a mine which they have not located in Colombia at least, um, it's probably ba it's probably coal of one sort or another. Yeah. I also am of the belief that if you can think it, you can make it. Yeah, that's 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 the truth. If you can imagine it, you can make it. If you can't, it doesn't Correct. get made. Well, I'll tell you, I'm looking, and I got it zoomed in on my phone and all that here. I can see how it's cut. I can actually on this piece see how it's scraped from the wall of a mine. And because I I'm a, um, a gold prospector as well, and I've mined. I've done lots of stuff out there, like a lot of people have. So I'm familiar with these marks and striations that you guys are not seeing. I'm about to upload an image in the chat room for those that are there. And it's not the greatest picture, but the one on the left, the larger piece, is the um, Colombian Rackerite, and the smaller piece on the right, it's just a piece of elite I went and grabbed from a, literally a bowl of it out there in our, in our store. Um, and by looking at this, I'm looking really closely, there is not a single person that can tell visually the differences here. Because even the way it breaks off is similar. The only thing would be, again, I said, here's, you're going to listen for just a moment. That was Elite. I'm knocking it on my desk on a white paper towel. I'm not seeing almost anything coming off of that um, in comparison to, okay, one drop of the other one, and there's about 20 little shards off the fake stuff. Um, so that's one other way that people, you know, I don't know how you're really going to do that as a comparison, but it does um, shard or flake a whole lot more than any, okay. any yeah, so. Well, you know, this is really good for the, for the viewer, you know, for those that are listening, just to make sure they do their due diligence when it comes to it and uh, taking on board things you've said there um, and doing what testing they can do or, you know, ensuring that they're getting it from, from a good, good source, really, a trusted source. Yeah, I love that you're testing it, so that's great, and that's all anybody can ask, you know, you do your different ways and... Um, yeah, and then, but yeah, I guess what we learned here too is that it it's sure a, a close mimic, like I said, an electricity or a flashlight test trying to conduct. Um, but unless I had that other piece of elite right here to grab it, I wouldn't have known the difference. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. So I don't know. It is what it is there. But at least we know that Nancy now, as far as the uh, and then if anybody comes up with other tests, I've got lots of this stuff. It's just been a box in my garage. Um, I want to figure out ways to test it to. Something somebody can do at home for sure. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love you to send me a little piece. That would be great if that's oh, possible. That would be really good. Um, there's another thing I wanted to talk about, um, and that's talking about how Shungai energizes things. Now, we know it's a catalyst. So we know it energizes people, it energizes any living thing, um, it energizes crystals, etc. I'm um, planning on doing road trip to the UK. So obviously we live in Mallorca, taking the car with my 10-year-old and a friend of mine called Zoe. And uh, we're, we're planning to uh, go and uh, hit the ley lines of the UK. So the north, south, east, west ley lines and all the node points, the energy node points, we want to energize them with shungite. So we're going to take a whole load of shungite and go there um, to the places like Glastonbury, like um, Avery. They're, they're the classic ones that people may know of. Um, there's places like Uffington, Titchfields, uh, Gosport. There's a church in Gosport. In fact, we're 
funnily enough, my mother and father got married and my sister was christened. It's bang on the ley line. And Titchfield, the village, is, is where my sister lives now. And that's on the ley line too. And we're going to energize it. So just wanted to ask you in your opinion, if we're going to do that, do you think we just take three nuggets, uh, find the most suitable point in terms of our heart and our intention, and we lay that down with, with the uh, intention for that Shungite to do its best to um, you know, work as a catalyst to energize those points? That's exactly how I would recommend doing it is use your, uh, you know, your intuition, your gut instincts. And I'm speaking that way, you know, we, that way we all understand. Um, it's not, and you weren't saying this, it's not that it has to be the certain, the oldest tree in the area or the north side of a rock or this, that, and the other. Um, it's ultimately down to that, and we're all energy workers, every one of us. So that energy worker with that, that tool, that piece of shunga in the area to follow their gut instincts. So I think that's fantastic how you're talking about doing it. Um, both of you and just walk around do what feels right because your intention um is mm -hmm. the greater portion of it so that's the beauty yeah of it. you can't Did really this, yeah this comes from the inspiration from you and your incredible shungite grid so we've developed something similar so what, what we're planning to do is to roll out on your example um either to do shungite walks in Mallorca where the people pay, you know, for the bag of shungites. So they either pay 15 euros to come and do the walk or they pay 15 euros for the bag of, uh, of uh, shungite. And we go and we go on a beautiful walk, learn about shungite, learn about the nature, the flora, the fauna of the area. And we lay three nuggets of shungite in places that you feel drawn to on that walk. You might want to do it with an intention setting. You may want to do it with a prayer. You may want to do it in memory of a loved one. And those can be individual personalized trips. You may want to throw it in the sea wherever we go so i want to spread that like you've done with the shungite grid and all of the amazing people around the world that are doing it the same and then record it um on your uh, google system or we were going to start a new google map angel of wellness to see what's happening in Mallorca, because there's only me in Mallorca that has put the shungite grid the shungite up on the shungite grid so i know that it's in its infancy but it's going to be a fun thing to do is to get people to start doing that um we're obviously going to publicize our road trip because we're going to some um festivals as well we're going to the wilderness festival which is on one of the ley lines the north south ley line and also the medicine festival and all of this is to raise awareness of shungite Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I love your um, expanding the Shungite grid idea and getting people involved with their intentions, just all of it. So that's that's fantastic. I'm actually on the our Shungai, uh the page you referenced, uh, the Google map one. Um, and, yeah, it's, yeah, we need to get some more grid points up there in the area. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What I'd love to see is it splattered. <laughs> we're yeah. just like wow so many people and then i'd love them to you know all put up a picture of themselves on instagram this is where i've laid mine you know we're starting to get the shungite sisters tiktok is taking off now uh, we're getting more and more uh, people engaging in that because it's just a minute and a half of a video and we try and do it on whatever we're thinking about at that particular time we don't give ourselves any rules my sister posts and i try to post once a day and it could be just the blah, blah. It could be about honey. It could be about elite. It could be any, anything that has some link to Shungai or ley lines or energy. Um, and, uh, yeah, so what we'd love to do is just to somehow expand that. But, you know, there's only so much limited time that we all have in, in the daytime um, to get our jobs done, isn't it, <laughs> and do our, our day jobs as well. Yeah, isn't that always the thing? Yeah, fine. fighting that time issue. That's why it's great we're all – 
get involved together and so many other people are doing things like their own Shanghai beehive or grid projects and um, and then we all benefit. That's that's great. Nancy, did you have any questions for uh, Catherine that you thought of? Um, yeah, 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 I, uh, I, 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 well, I had a conversation with her and we covered a lot of different things, but talk about the personal healing situations that you've seen yourself, including your own experience, if you'd like to share that, um, because yeah. she, she goes way beyond even Shungite, and um, she had a, a an incident that if she wants to share it, is very, very profoundly uh, informative, let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, two years ago, um, I had a near-fatal accident. Uh, we were, I was doing, about to finish my massaging for the year, knowing that I was overstretched, been working too hard. I had just rescued um, a dog that we found out then was unable to walk. I mean, it was literally on death's door, but we then found out as it was making a recovery that it was actually pregnant. Um, and then after 10 days, I managed to get this dog walking and feeding it up again. And then it gave birth to a litter of seven puppies. Two died, but we delivered seven of her puppies. And uh, so I was starting to look after that as well. And I had way too much on. Um, and I was sort of uh, getting distracted from things. Um, anyway, I was doing my last, second to last massage and I was going to go um, off in, in the car to go to my client. And I had a friend who was going to look after the little dog and the puppies for me whilst I go and do this last massage. And we had a gate, a big 300 kilo wrought iron gate at the house. And it was faulty. So the electrics weren't working. So you had to slide this gate um so it was super super heavy anyway i pulled it open and slid it across and you had to give it a bit of a yank and as i did that i turned around going back to the house now i was full of the joys of spring because a we delivered these puppies i was feeling amazing and i was on my last massage so i knew i had some downtime coming and i I'd, I'd heard the calling basically saying you need to slow down you need to stop you need to slow down you're, you're doing too much etc and i could hear that voice and i was like okay i'm doing it i'm doing it i'll just do i'll just do this last one and with that as i walked back to the house the gate landed and fell all of it on top of me pinning me to the ground and knocked me out unconscious at that point, um, obviously, the girl who was having her massage, my lovely friend Sarah, who saved my life, um, came out. She could hear. She was still in her underpants from the massage. She ran out to my aid and saw me underneath the gate. Um, and I then came to just about, obviously, then realizing that I was under the gate myself. Um, and then we called the, the emergency services. And my husband was actually already working here in Mallorca at the time. So I managed to call him on the phone. But the problem for me was that I couldn't breathe. So we had to get the gate off me somehow so that I could take an in-breath because I'd landed on my arm and broken my... So I broke my femur. I broke five ribs. I broke... Uh, I fractured my ankle, my hip, and dislocated my leg. So I was in a bit of a pickle. Anyway, we managed to get a concrete block and she managed somehow, I don't know how they do it. You know, they talk about this power of this um, adrenaline surge that helps you. And she managed to, to shift it like a millimeter. And with that, I was able to pull my arm out of the way and then I could breathe. 
Um, the ambulance came, but 40 minutes later. So I had to go into a deep meditation. Otherwise, I knew that if I went into shock, I'd probably die there and then. They got me into the hospital. Uh, long and short of it, I had a metal post put in my leg. And during that time, um, all of a sudden, they stopped working on my leg. And the whole environment around me just went light. Very quiet, very peaceful. And I thought to myself, ooh, this is different. I said, I think I'm dying. And I really felt this overwhelming sense of love. A love, it is so, it's such a knowing. It's like a homecoming. It was so beautiful that, I mean, I can even say this, even at the birth of my own baby, which I love with all my heart, there was, there was a love that's beyond even the love of a child. It's, it's something of, it's, it's immeasurable. And then I remember saying out loud, but what about my daughter? She's only eight, you know. And the voice came back and just said to me, she'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry. And I just went, oh, okay, no problem. And then I could turn around. I could turn my body around without a body. It just was light. And I could turn and see my husband, Dallas, and my daughter waving me goodbye. And I thought, well, this is odd. I said, because I had a crystal ball reading when I was in my 30s. And he said that I was going to live until my 90s. And I was like, well, that's odd because I'm dying right now. And with that, as it was about, you know, within seconds from me saying, I got this overwhelming feeling of weight and heaviness and darkness and a pressure on my chest. And I just felt myself sort of moving backwards in a way and, and form forming like um, I was playing a game of Tetris. It was incredibly strange. And then with the landing, it felt like a thud. And then I woke up and I was back in the operating theatre and I was singing Christmas carols. It was the 2nd of December in fluent Spanish. And I'm not fluent, but fluent Spanish in English to everybody in the operating theatre. And that was my near-death experience. But it goes on then to my recovery. So I'll just stop for a minute just so you can interject. And then I'll tell you a little bit about the Shungai in my recovery, if you like. Uh, no, go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. So then I get to the, my, my, uh, my recovery room. And uh, one of the interesting things was the lady next door to me had had um, a spine surgery. And um, she was walking past me with her frame. And on her arm in a really big circle, she had the words karma. And I knew that that meant my karma. That was for me. And the lesson was all of that for me. And I knew the minute I was under the gate, I knew what the lesson was. It was all about stopping, reevaluating and redefining who you are, what you are, what you believe in, what you want out of life. The lot. It was literally like you will not stop unless we stop you and we've just stopped you. And this is what you're going to have to deal with, because up until now, you might have sprained your ankle, you know, hurt your wrist, whatever. But no, you really need to sit down and reevaluate stuff. I was like, OK, and have your karmic load. So then the recovery process. I did lots of Joe Dispenza's meditation. Joe Dispenza is um, an incredible man who um, had, uh, I think he broke seven vertebrae in his back in a, in a bicycle accident. 
and he was told that he probably would never walk again and through his own meditation he managed to get himself back up and running within about three months so he produced um, these meditations to help people and there was another meditation I did which was a cellular repair meditation all about our cells of consciousness and I really went into meditation a lot over that period to just really start healing but then they asked me what I needed from home and I needed my frankincense my lavender essential oils I needed my deep blue cream which I also use for pain and muscular aches and um, and any pain generally and then I asked for three shungite nuggets and I placed those three nuggets down the side of my leg where my injury was and obviously I was bandaged up and I had those three nuggets with me for my whole recovery and uh, they became very close friends of mine and I, I swear to God they were part of my healing. Um, I often had um, shungite uh, gratitude pebbles in my hand as well all in the belief and the understanding that we collectively and with all the lucky um, therapists that I had around, because I am a massage therapist myself, when I got home and was in a hospital bed, I was surrounded by healers, by uh, a friend of mine, um, Greg, who plays the didgeridoo and he did sound healing over my body. He actually ended up living with us um, because my husband had to go back to work. He ended up living with us and I, I owe much of my recovery to him and thank him for all everything he did for us um, but I had um, friends Helen and Audrey often there giving me massage and lymphatic drainage I had acupuncture acupressure I had every single possible healing modality I was I was just and people came and made me food I, I felt like the most blessed and privileged human being and ever since that day my life has completely, completely changed. So much so that even after my accident, I was 10 days in, in my hospital bed at home and I had all this shungite and I had all these Christmas fairs to do. Everybody pulled together. They put all the shungite that I had for sale outside. We opened up the house and had a day and said, please, if you'd like to come and get any shungite for Christmas for any of your friends, please come to the house. And we had a sale and it was a fabulous day. And I watched it all go on through the window. Um, and I was obviously unable to move. I couldn't lift myself. And it was a real journey and a very humbling experience. And I think that's also helped my connection to God. I think it's helped my connection with Shungai. I think it's helped my connection with energy and people in general. And, you know, one of my, I think it's on my um, WhatsApp, it says, I give the best hugs. And you know what? That's what I love to do. I just, whenever I see somebody, I love to give them a good hug. So it's been a journey. Thank you so much for <clears throat> thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, most of us hope we never have to go through that learning process. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, sometimes sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens, and sometimes I think you get yourself into a pickle, and you need a bit of a you need a bit of a talking to. And I was definitely at that stage. I think. Uh, you know, sometimes we have a strong ego and that's all good and well, but uh, it needs to have its place. So I think when you understand all the aspects of yourself, um, you understand your inner child, you understand your um, higher self, you understand your ego, you understand so much more of the aspects of, that make up us. And um, I think that was a, a fairly intense learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be repeated. Yeah. Mark, do you have something you'd like to add or question or? Yeah, um, 
Uh, I think, um, Catherine, you're, you're on TikTok, right? What, what's the... I, I did kind of browse it the other day. Um, how, how is it looking for Shungai in, in TikTok? There's a, two or three prominent pages, but nothing... Maybe my search was limited, but um, do you recommend <clears throat> Derek get into TikTok as far as um, doing videos there? Or what, what's Absolutely. Your, yeah, I, what, would, I, would, I would love to see Derek on it. So, both, so Shungai sisters, because so, I work with my sister, so my sister has in the UK looks after the UK market and I look after Europe and uh, we sort of do stuff together um, so we uh, decided to to go on to TikTok a bit begrudgingly I didn't really want to I was a bit over all this social media stuff I'm a little bit more of a dinosaur but I've had to come on board um, so we just do like anything up to a minute and a half of a video we've learned how to use the um uh, package cap cut it's well worth learning how to do that so you can incorporate images with your video you could do voiceover all of that kind of thing it depends on how interested you are in in sort of the the social media platforms and things but we've had quite a lot of traction we actually saw sales online increase as well as a result of being on tiktok you get those that are like oh my god go get your, your tin hat and you know you're a nutter and all of that but you just i don't pay any attention to any of that i just send lots of love back um but you do get some genuine people that are super fascinated um i think one of mine reached about five hundred twenty thousand people and i that was me talking about um 5g and the fact that france had just bo- uh, banned the iphone 12 and that just went off off on one you know you can get something like 300 views on something and the next thing you know you hit on something that's topical and it just gets shared and shared and shared and shared um, and that happened to be the one video where I hadn't put a link to our website on <laughs> but you know these things these things are here but it, again it's a, a commitment with TikTok it's kind of like daily if you can go live and and give talks but Derek you've got so much information and yes the the website's great and you can go on and you can search for stuff and I love I love what you put up there in terms of all the research because that's a really good point I point everyone to there as a as the starting place to to find stuff I just send them straight to Derek um but you know in terms of getting out to a wider audience then of people that also might not have come across it so much um i think it's it's an option to look into you just has to resonate for you if it's like really not your thing don't do it i mean we did pause it for a while we were just a bit fed up um but we've sort of got a renewed energy into it again now thank you that's that's really helpful because you know we see these these short tiktok videos and and uh <clears throat> getting lots of views and interactions all, all over the place in in twitter facebook um other social media so um i would i know. would go tiktok more than i would go instagram i think instagram's too connected to algorithms uh, as soon as you start mentioning especially in the uk or, or whatever um uh, emfs or 5g or healing or harmonizing or anything like that it comes up it must somehow come up as a red flag now and so you might get traction in the past we'd get you know maybe i don't know 50 people would comment on something and you'd get about you know 80 likes or something now we might get one or two so instagram for me is like we do it because it's a nice record it's a nice visual um and it documents what we're doing in our business as well 
Um, but the emphasis really, I think we would probably move more towards TikTok now at Facebook still for our older, our older clients. But um, yeah, I think possibly TikTok is the way, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a concern of mine too, because uh, during the intensity of the COVID period, uh, where I live, they had a bunch of freedom groups and a lot of really good interactions. And then a month or two later, it was gone. The, the group had th- thousands of people and then the group was just gone. So I have a concern for that for the Facebook group and, you know, the Shungite. As it's getting more attention, we need a secondary, aside from mystical wares, just another place where a group place of interaction. So, yeah, TikTok sounds like now that we know it's better than Instagram. That's yeah, I'm more I'm more than mm-hmm. happy to uh, have a chat about that with you privately if you want to. I'm happy to sh- in- share and impart some tips and tricks, if you like, because um, it's a bit of a minefield with all of this, isn't it? Yeah, if you could send that to, to Derek, um, your, yeah, your, sure. your link and just some ideas. Because, like, for example, the Facebook group, we have a announcements and featured section where you have the, um, the, the RN nurse showing the silver shungite. As for um, increasing stem cells, then you have the use of the Shungite Cloudbuster against a local 5G tower. Uh, oh, I love that. questions, so things like that. That could be the limit you said is a minute and a half. What's like the, the max for a TikTok video? Yep, that's the max, minute okay. and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if, you're, if people are getting that much traction, I like that idea of whatever is the current viral controversial. Thing, like you said the the france iphone new iphone thing and then that was going all over the place around the world and then connecting that to shungite or you know what you're talking about and then boom it just goes skyrockets right yeah it's brilliant to do that so for example if you see um, a health report that comes out that says people in a certain area with 5g towers are noticing headaches you can go oh well we've seen this report on so and so and then you say and shungite can help with this you know i mean in our family my my niece whenever she gets a headache she goes straight and gets a shungite cube and puts it wherever her headache is and she said it's the only thing that works for her she's only uh, 17 um and they already know like my daughter will go and get her shungite and and she knows what to do with it She'll fill up her bath and put her shungite nuggets in it. You know, but it is, it's about tapping into what's current um, for for people. So, yeah, I think that's the way forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was one recently where it was showing uh, UK and then all of these 5G masks being put up and then this little this little sign. I think I need to find that image and then the, that uh, thing. And then, yeah, let, I mean, let, let's uh, share back and forth of these things and then... Just, just it'll springboard the Shungite in, in your business too. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention about that, so I'm on a 5G committee in the UK that um, they meet um, on online every two weeks. They have different things going on, and it's all about sort of fighting the, 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 the 5G campaign. And not that I'm really focused on being the sort of activist in that way. I try to do things in a in a more etherical way. Um, so I'm much more focusing on, on trying to help people raise their vibration and, and do, do things that way. But I listen in because it's really interesting. 
And um, it's quite interesting in the UK that the, the company that put up the majority of the 5G towers is not even listed now on Companies House, which is where you, in order to have a business in the UK, you have to be listed on this thing called Companies House. And the company is not now listed at all, like as if it's been uh, disbanded. Um, and also there's um, an organization that they have to be members of, which is called Ofcom, and they're not. So it looks like these 5G towers have been put up illegally around the whole of the UK. And the campaign now is to try and prove that in the law courts. I mean, you can imagine taking on these giants. But um, if they have been, then they have to be taken down. So this will be this will be an interesting. But like I said, that's not really where I focus well, my energy. Can, because can I can I interrupt you again? The, yeah. Uh, do you know that we have a, a show, Radio 5G? Oh no, I didn't. Okay. All right, I'll send you a link to it. But um, my first show on 5G was in 2014. So I was at this thing, you know, I mean, I was against all the electromagnetic pollution and everything. But the interesting thing I want to point out is that in 2019, because at that time on the Internet, I was the authority. Nobody else was talking about it, or so it seemed, okay? So I was convinced us to do a show just on Radio 5G. We call it Radio 5G. Um, mm -hmm. And... What happened was, this was in the February of 2019, when we started it up, I was absolutely sure that this was a waste of my time, because I had <laughs> spent decades, decades, trying to get people aware of this. But right as soon as we started up, we ended up, I, I got introduced to um, Mark Steele through Mona Radler, another uh, radio host. And Mark Steele, do you know his name? Do you know the story? No, please do tell. Well, it's it's really too long to tell, except for the fact because there's so much, so many synchronicities and coincidences and things that have led us down this path. And one of the things that that Mark Mark why Mark is so special is he told me once he said I I was on many shows with him I love the guy he he's um, as he told me, he said, as a kid, Nancy, he said, as a kid, I'd look at everything and figure, try to figure out how it could be made into a weapon. <laughs> you know, you go, <laughs> what? You know, well, he ended up being a weapons expert. And because he was in the, uh, you know, the real dark black side of it that kept secret and stuff, you know, he ended up in direct energy weaponry. Okay, so he had a, and he had like six patents at that when I met him. So, number one, he from childhood he's been, you know, his his mission has been to be a weapons expert, especially in the concept of electromagnetic. Okay, but he was looking at it strictly as battlefield stuff, not it's going to show up someplace, right? So he lives next door. He's in a neighborhood next to Gateshead in England. And Gateshead was one of the cities, I think it was actually the first city, that had installation of 5G. Well, he's, he's driving through the at Gateshead, and all of a sudden he's noticing all these new light poles. And he's looking up at these light poles, the weapon expert that he is, and he went, oh, my God. That's a 5G antenna on that thing. 
So he begins to do some research and finds out about the 5G being put into Gateshead. And he knows how dangerous this stuff is because it's used as a weapon, you know. And so he goes to the uh, government of Gateshead and he says to them, my God, do you know what you're doing? You're, you're going to kill everybody. You've got to stop this stuff. And he was arrested and brought up on terrorism charges. <laughs> okay? So, and, you know, I mean, Mark was, was, this happened to him while I was, you know, just beginning our, our relationship. And it was like, oh, my God, they're really taking this, you know, they're going to stop everybody from saying anything. But Mark just mm-hmm. kept yelling at the top of his lungs. And at one point I said to him, I said, Mark, I, I know what you're telling me is true. My God, I'm so grateful to you because you're the first person on the face of the earth that I've ever had a conversation where you knew more than I did. Nobody <laughs> was talking about this stuff, right? And it was, again, my specialty, special experiences as an we- electronic warfare officer in the Army. So, you know, it's like, you know, you're, we're, we're kindred spirits on the same mission. But... I said to him, I said, I need something so that if anybody asks me, I can say absolutely without a doubt, Mark Steele is exactly the person he seems to be. And he said, if I show you the patents, will that work? He said, I'm not supposed to release them. I forget some some reason. He said, but if you just tell me that you will look at them and then never show them or, you know. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he showed me the patents. So I knew and I was absolutely dedicated to the guy, right? But what happened was that in the court of law, the judge found that he was an expert on the subject and that the government better pay attention to what he's saying, okay? Well, the government just gave the the court a middle finger. And they turned the stuff on and there was all sorts of health problems. I mean, it was like, the thing that really got to me was there was a tremendous increase in heart cancer in children. Mm. You know? So anyway, they mm. ended up re- arresting him a couple of times. So two judges said, no, he's an authority on, the, on, on this subject. But back to 2019, when I met Mark, Mark introduced me to um, Sasha Stone. And Sasha had met Mark. And... Uh, and Mark was talking about the, the uh, 5G and everything. And Sasha is very well known internationally and is a filmmaker and all this stuff. So they put together this, it was, what was it, Apocalypse Now, I think it was. But it was all about the 5G and how dangerous it is. And the reason that Sasha, I, w- I did a couple of shows with Sasha, Sasha too, and Mark. It was amazing stuff. But those are all up on this internet link I'll give you. Um, so Sasha uh, kind of was like where I was with the pat, you know, the patents worked for me. But by the time he meets Sasha, he'd been he he'd been over in Gateshead, and they were putting up another antenna, and there was a poor worker up there trying to put this thing together. And Mark's at the bottom of the pole screaming at him, "You're a killer! You're a murderer! You should get down off that! Do you know what you're doing?" <laughs> the guy the guy got so mad at him he threw what he had in his hands at Mark. Okay? And you know Mark, I don't think it hit Mark. I think it just landed at Mark's feet, but Mark looks down at it and here was the components of the 5G antenna system. And Mark picks it up and he said, "Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you." <clears throat> so he now had physical proof of what he was saying. 
And that's what he showed Sasha. And that's why Sasha believed him. You know? Wow. Uh, but, again, if you look at the synchronicities and the, just the way that this all unraveled, it, it's, it, you know that there's a hand of God behind it. You know, uh, that, that yeah, you, ju you just, and few people know because I've had conversations with Mark that he hasn't, well, we actually did the last one on air, and it was about spirituality and the fact mm -hmm. it's a spiritual war. Um, so, yeah, but 2019 we started up. Within three months, there were 5G <laughs> internet sites all over the place. It was almost like there was a, our minds got into the concept, I know because you're a solution-based person, our minds got into the position of we got to make people aware of 5G, we've got to make sure that we can stop this stuff, right? And it wasn't a Shungite mission at that point, it was just stop building them for God's sakes. So what, 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 what came out of it was that there was like all of a sudden, all of these websites that had been up there for a while, but none of us had found them. And they were suddenly there. It was almost like there was a backstory, like a, some kind of a weird Mandela thing that happened. And so something that I thought was probably impossible, but if it happened, it'd probably be two years. Three months later, it was there. There was a mm -hmm. lot of anti-5G, a, a tremendous amount of activity out in the Internet. So... If you, you kind of have to stand back and look at different things that happen in this strange little world we're living in and how we are part of a very big movement, each and every one yeah. of us, you know? And I, and I think with that, it's also about empowering people and to make them feel, you know, yes, we're very aware that the, the levels of 5G and the impact that it might have, but not to live in fear that actually there are very simple solutions out there that, you know, we've got lovely Derek doing his thing and we're selling all the Shungite and we, we're showing people the way, but you can also live in a higher vibration. You know, what are you doing today yourself? If we looked at things like the map of consciousness with uh, David Hawkins, you know, where are you on your path to raising your, your vibration and how you feel? Because the better you feel will have a much better impact on, on those around you. And I think if we can be more thinking along those lines rather than living in the fear of, oh my God, oh my God, this is going to happen, we're going to be this that and they have a blower yes okay that may be the case but what can i do today to do something about it so these are some simple steps and all of this that we're talking about all helps towards that in making you feel better and that's what angel of wellness is all about all we're doing is trying to get one person from where they are currently feeling to the next place of feeling a little bit better and whatever that may be it may be a hug it might be a bit of shungai it might be a massage it might be some kinesiology looking at your diet you know those kind of things i think if everyone starts to do this which i believe there are many many people doing this work now with the awareness that they really want to raise the vibration of the planet we see the schumann resonance doing its thing then we can create as we are all co-creators we can create a better environment for us and I, I i also believe that you could probably vibrate above 5g it doesn't it probably like if you're not tuned into that radio station then you're not tuned in um, and I kind of sometimes feel that I'm doing that at the well, moment. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's, okay, so we would talk about the 5G, and one of the questions that we kept raising 
between us and others was how are they going to hide this? How are they going to hide the damage, the, the deaths and everything? Okay? So all of a sudden COVID is there. And we all looked at each other and went, son of a bitch. That's how they're going to they're going to call it a vac uh, call it a virus. They're going to say it's worldwide. They're going to bring out the 5G, you know. And we had the proof right from the beginning because the Wuhan is in one of the cities that just to put in three three of them in China had started the 5G. And then it went to northern Italy, 5G. New York City, 5G. It I mean every place that the the virus broke out, it was 5G being turned on. And um, so, and then the vaccinations come up, and then we decide, well, maybe they're not after, you know, maybe the vaccinations is what they wanted us to get. So they built the 5G to give us the virus effect, and then they make you take the vaccination. Maybe that's what it was all about. But the last conversation I heard Mark having, it wasn't with me, it was with other, another interviewer, and he's going, but why aren't people dying more? More people should be dying, you know? And that that was it made me laugh but it was also something that i had kind of like just like you're saying if you don't have a contract with it even if you've taken the vaccination if your your being doesn't have a contract with it then you can offset all of the damage that they think they did to you it's all in the way that you're believing and if you go through life thinking of yourself as being a healthy person and doing the things that need to keep you in a healthy position, then you're not vulnerable to it because you're engaged in a continual, I'm okay, everything's right, that energy. And, you know, this stuff just doesn't work in that energy. Well, if you look at Wim Hof, isn't that exactly what he's shown us? You know, when he does his breathing techniques, they put, pumped him with E. coli, made no difference you know this is exactly what we're talking about the power i think we just inherently do not realize how powerful we are as individual beings but then how super powerful we are as collective beings yeah 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 so in the end the covid thing blew up in their faces because you know it's it forced people to do just like you did you had the time to look further they shut everything down and what you know the the people that were on the mission, went and started learning more and more, and both yeah, and just reevaluate, and also just reevaluated what's important in their lives, which yeah. I think that was key as well. Looking at are they actually happy doing the job that they're doing? Do they want to carry on like this? You know, and show people that there is a different way. Yeah, Derek, would you like to say something, ask something, or Mark too? I mean, you, I kind of jumped in here, but you know, that's what I do. <laughs> No, it's all good. I'm just listening to myself. Mark, did you have any uh, questions? I was wondering if Catherine can give her sites again, uh, social media, how to get a hold of her, if people have questions. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is www.angelofwellness.co.uk. Um, we're on Instagram at Shungite Sisters, which is fairly new, and angel.of.org wellness that's our um, other instagram and then shungite sisters on tiktok they're the main places but on our website we have our telephone number both my sister and i are happy to talk to anyone at any point if anyone would love us to come and give a talk or would like to talk more about the bees or any anything that they could suggest or if even in fact if we're going to the uk on our 
on our road trip and we're going to do some dowsing and and help with that if anyone wants to be part of that meet up with us come to some of the festivals then you know we'd love to see everyone awesome yeah i also put in um from walt silva the new paradigm tools.net the eagle shanghai cloud buster which there is one in england so any anybody in the world can print one out and then apply it to their um local area as far as weather or um working with with the eagle and uh i would really like to do that in mallorca so i would really like to have a further chat about how to do that because um that would be great Uh, we are very lacking in in water here so uh, that's obviously affecting our bees as well um we haven't had rain for quite some time um i think there's a a little concern about it but we're just going to keep praying um but uh you know something along those lines would be great yeah, um, if you go to the newparadigmtools.net um, site, you can contact Walt, and then maybe he can get it, it, uh, give you the uh, information of the person who has the um, uh, uh, the eagle, the Shanghai Cloudbuster in England, and, and you guys can work something out. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, if you don't mind uh, sending me those details, that would be brilliant. I didn't quite catch it um, um, just then, so, yeah, please send it to me. Absolutely. How far away is... Uh, the island from Britain um it's about a two and a half hour flight a thousand couple thousand miles then a little more yeah yeah I mean it takes yeah I mean from us it takes about seven seven hours to get to the mainland seven hours to drive to um to uh santander and then over to the uk is another sort of 12 hours or so so oh my yeah gosh. if you're going by land it takes a bit of time oh wow. okay yeah because if, if you were closer to the one in england you could get the english one to work on the island roca yeah i reckon we just start a new one here i'd love that that'd be yeah. brilliant derek did you want to say anything regarding that um you know other than uh yeah, I'd like to share the link when you when you get a chance, and you guys start your grid project. Um, maybe we'll see a way we can merge them all and get the bigger picture. But no, I mean I'm just you know happy that you're doing what you're doing. And um, I actually just while you guys were chatting in the background, I logged back into Twitter and <laughs> saw that and saw actually a message from you as well. Um, and that shows how little I've actually gotten in Twitter. But uh, no, I'm going to listen to the input and get that going again. You talking Twitter or TikTok? You're right. Actually, I did both just now, but I was talking TikTok. I know I said Twitter. Um, but, yeah, so there's actually a whole new online tool I just downloaded uh, for TikTok Live Studio. So I'm going to play around with that and maybe get some videos out as well. Oh, I would love that. And to work together in any capacity, I would love that. If we can do some uh, chats together that we video, um, put them up, little clip-ins, things like that. It, it, it all helps uh, sending out the message that we're trying to get out to to the majority. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I'd absolutely, um, you know, work work with you on that and do mutual ones. That's a great idea. No, no, Derek, you, you got Derek. you got you got the Shungite news, uh, and I, honestly, I haven't looked at it. I, I haven't had the time to click on it and really look at it. But is there a possibility? It's, it's like a kind of Shungite news is what it's called. Do you want to tell her about it? Because what my my question here is, she's doing things that. If she had an outlet, yeah, you got the, the the other places, but one that is an easy record to see the, the her progression on the trip, you know, she could write 
little blurps, you know, this is what we did today, and put it up on that newsletter. Because I think if, if we have more people engaged in just sharing their information, the faster this is going to take off, and it's already taken off. But does that make any sense? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. What Nancy's talking about, everybody, is here in the last few days, on mrgores.com, I've added a new um, web page. Uh, I think it's called Shungite News. And when you go there, and it's in the process still, so it's under construction, but I've added all sorts of links. There's a new Shungite blog now that I've started. Um, and then links to various videos online, even things like, well, how's Shungite spheres or pyramids made and you can watch those so all sorts of things but that's why it's also perfect for what Catherine's going to be doing and yes Nancy we should be doing that we'll all have a um you know see what others are doing with Shungite and we we do the updates and link to them everywhere because I've always been all about that um you know spread Shungite everywhere we all benefit so uh, yeah that so that's a new page that Nancy was talking about everyone um the Shungite news page we're all again it's under construction so there's not a lot there um but I'll be expanding it in the coming days yeah we could call it something like Mallorca updates and um I'm, i love writing oh, yeah. so i'm more than happy we could just say okay there's 200 words or something and give us an update once a week or whenever then i'm more than happy to to do something to link the two of us or, or all of us together would be would be great oh no that's a great idea yeah and there wouldn't be a whole limit thing on the wording so we don't have to worry about that um because i can have it such just like on your website you don't see it all right away but no let's do that and let's stay in touch and uh yeah, I'd love to post that stuff, and then we'll get online. Let's talk about it in the various videos. Yeah, thank you, Derek. This has been just fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Oh, no, absolutely. I appreciate you being here. I'm, I'm throwing Mark, you know, does such a great job, you know, get us all back together when apparently we should have hooked up before, but all in the right time. And anybody who's out there listening, if you've got a Shungite project ongoing, please contact us. Um, Mark's probably the one that would pay attention to it because honestly, I don't. <laughs> you know, um, Mark, do you do you have some kind of an email or something that they can contact with you if they're interested? And in? uh, people can just go to the the Facebook page and then um, I'm I'm posting there every once in a while. Um, Nancy, real quick, can you give us? Um, you mentioned like if we print out the Cloudbuster, we can work with it that way. But then there's a uh, worldwide Shanghai Cloudbuster grid too, the Eagle, right? So either way. Say that again. What, what do you want to do with it? The the cloud. So for um, oh oh Catherine, oh, oh, she, oh yeah. yeah yeah you can uh, you can create like an etheric Cloudbuster on your property, and I'm trying to think of. I'll send you a picture of it because we've got so many pictures of it. But all you have to do is visually du duplicate it. Ask for a double. And uh -huh. yeah. you, you just put it wherever is convenient for you because it's an etheric. But you, it, it often works best if you have some kind of an image there that you can focus on. Okay? Just for yep. people to understand this. Anybody can do it. And what that happens is that that etheric will lock in with the 3D ones. And it's we've, we've done this a number of times in a number of different ways, and it seems to be very, very effective. So I'll send you a picture of the cloud busters, and you can decide which one you want to duplicate, and boom, you know, see if it doesn't work for you. 
Okay, I might, I might just want to have one. They look well, like a yeah, lovely yeah, item. I, I've, I, I've just had a look on. They look nice. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree that you know it's best to have them there because it, it's just an amazing experience to live with one. Okay, so we're at the end of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Derek? Um, no, no. I think we covered a lot, and I think she, uh, Catherine, would be a great guest to have back on, especially after you do some of your your traveling you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, thanks, everybody. We've got a 5G tomorrow um, with Nancy, so that'll be good. And uh, thank you, Catherine. It was really fun. Love to have you back again. Oh, thanks so much. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely fantastic. And it's great. It's great to share, you know, all the knowledge and wisdom that, that we all have and, and are gaining <laughs> from people like you. So thank you for all your hard work as well. It's been really appreciated. Well, you do have a minute if you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that uh, isn't it magical how how Shungite has bonded us all together in some capacity, and I just know that the universe is so incredibly powerful. I just think, ask and thou shalt receive, and I think we need to be brave enough and understand that we are, you know, co-creators of of anything and absolutely everything. And the power of manifestation is is a is a beautiful thing. So, and to, here today is to, tomorrow. We have Radio Five G's Cosmic Soup, and we're doing one that talks about the divinity of water, music, and miracles. And it's uh, Leonard Howard's, Dr. Howard's is the one that's doing it. But I had some time left over, Mark, so what I did was I got a recording of the 528 frequency from a beehive. So it's pretty interesting show. So tomorrow, we'll see you then, I hope. And um, I, I just so much appreciate this uh, show. Appreciate Mark for finding you and you for coming. Be safe, everybody. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.